Hello, podcast listeners. This is Michael Rosso. Welcome to Film Photography Podcast 251, May 5th, 2020. On this episode, I'm going to be joined by John Fideli, and we're going to be talking about Minolta 16, plastic 35mm cameras, shooting motion pictures on film, and a heck of a lot more. Please note that this episode is also on our YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search Film Photography Tube. Thanks a lot, and enjoy the show. Stop blue, dear. Red. Oh, it's no good. Now, now, don't chicken out. But, Aunt Mary, I don't feel up to giving that kid's party tomorrow. <laughs> Sluggish. Headachy. Sounds like irregularity. <laughs> Today's show, we're going to be talking about a few different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, first and <clears throat> foremost, what I'm what I'm most excited about is Minolta 16. This is a spy camera, and we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes. Th- what I call 35 millimeter plastics. They are reloadable or one time use 35 millimeter cameras. They're hot, John. Hot. They're red hot. The hottest thing in plastic and film right now. Yeah. <laughs> Revealing who the latest FPPPers are. Oh, there's new ones. These are new film photography project philanthropers. Philanthropers. <laughs> Is that a made up word? Yes. Well, uh, a variation on the theme. These folks uh, support <clears throat> us and have um, are driving me to do more, mm-hmm. if that's even possible. You spend every day here, Mike. What more could you do? Um, it's, it's what I do. It's what you do. It's, it's who what you I are. Do. It's not what you do. It's who you are, man. We have some letters. Yes. Uh, and then later on, much much later on in the show, we're going to save it for last because by that time you could either tune out <laughs> or just go do something else. Uh, I've I've I'm very thrilled that we've been getting more hits on our YouTube channel, more more subscribes, more likes. So um, I, I started this a few years ago. I started encoding. When I say encoding, taking old videotape, or in the case of film, scanning. Mm-hmm. So projects that that John Fideli and I. Oh, did I say my name is Michael Rosso? I don't no. think so. My, I'm Michael Rosso, and I'm John Fideli. Yes. So John and I have been working together since in or around. Should I even say? Eighty two. No. Nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. But it really kicked in a little bit later uh, once we started, um, you know, collaborating in our collage projects. Mm-hmm. That's college for you folks. <laughs> Who don't speak stoops. <laughs> so uh, I encoded. Um, after college, mm-hmm. I got a job at Comcast as a commercial producer. Which was huge because we had all that equipment at our disposal. It, so I got I got the job. I applied for the job in like 1987. <clears throat> I didn't get the job. Like a whole year went by. I forgot about it. Yeah. Oh wow. Then one day I just got the call, and I went over there and I interviewed. And many of the people at Comcast 
uh, also went to William Patterson, which is a college in Wayne, New Jersey. Who did you interview with? Gary Shin? Gary and Bernie Hayes. Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. Smooth operator. Yes. He yeah. was like, I don't know. He was like the cool college professor. Yes. Yes. Who would right? like sit on his desk. Yeah. I don't know if you remember at, in William Patterson, there was a guy, his name was John Catapano. Oh, yeah. And he had a, he had a, he had a room, an equipment room with a half door. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's, he'd be on the other side of the half door. And when you're a student and you want you know to, to create, that person that is in charge of that room that has all the equipment is like a god. Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, I got the job from Comcast because of John Catapano. Is that right? Yes, I did. I didn't know that connection. So, I would go into school no different than my life is right now <laughs> at like 7 o'clock. I'd be like at the communications building at William Patterson at 7 o'clock, and I would check gear out. And I created a checklist, like everything you need to have. Hmm. I mean, because if you're going to go out and shoot a commercial or a piece, whether it's film or video, you need the camera, you need this, you need the Johnson cable. <laughs> Got to make sure you're not missing anything. Because if you are on your shoot and you're missing that one cable, you're effed. F. So I used to do all this extracurricular, like just check stuff out and test stuff mm -hmm. and you know, hey, John, can I borrow this? I just want to go out and cheat this. You were teacher's pet. That's what you were. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. I don't think I was like, bootlicker. <laughs> yeah. So this chain is ultimately what led to what I was going to talk about later, which was John and I producing a monthly cable variety show. That nearly killed us <laughs> producing it. So it was called Meadowlands Showcase because the Comcast I worked was in the Meadowlands, and it was a showcase for new artists. So the, the initial concept was it was a showcase for new artists that John and I would shoot, and then John and I would shoot in between little skits mm -hmm. or bumpers, as they call them. This first aired, and it aired in the um, at first in the Meadowlands area. You know, I would call up every single cable company in the whole tri-state area to try to bicycle the tapes to other areas of the tri-state area, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. It's, you'd have to make dupes of the show and then physically deliver yes. the copies of the show to these different cable yes. systems. So later on, we're going to talk about the first show in this series. What show? Which the the subtitle of Meadowlands Showcase was the new music show, oh. which was John and I were going to you know, basically find local bands and produce their music videos, put them on the show. What show? And then we were all going to make it big. I don't know if that was all about being, I, I think we're going to hitch our tail to a, an artist who was then going to use us to make all of their music. Folks, videos. here's the advice of the month. Uh, there's no hitching tail to any other artist. You yeah. have to be your own thing. Exactly. You, you have to be your own original because early on, th there's no hitching. Because those other artists that you think you're going to hitch to, they got yeah. their own thing going on. Remember Mikey, what was his name? Mikey C? Confusion? That was in... So so the show was New Music Show, and we did six of them. Oh, we did six New did Music six Shows. Six of them. And this evening, on this very show, at the end, if you're... you could. Go over to YouTube if you're listening to this on an audio platform. 
you can see this whatever it is that John and I tried to put together. It's a new music show. Thank you. It's a new music show. It is. And who's on the new music show? Oh. Well, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Oh, you want to talk about it now? I can tell you what's on that new music show. Well, I think it's going to be of interest to listeners. John's band called Salad Days was on the first show. And we re- we made uh, a, a music video specifically for the show. What show? Yeah. I think the amazing thing about uh, that music video was that it was edited together on analog tape mm. using analog machines with one effects piece called a Fairlight. Really? Yes. That wasn't a toaster. That was pre-toaster and that days. And uh, took us weeks. It did. It took us forever. Oh, my God. So oh my God. it's called Wasted Days of Youth. But that was nothing compared to the Vero video. Uh, the Vero video was a hair band from the 1980s, and they were from the Lodi area. Their song was The Best of Me. Got the best of me. Yes. And then already in the can was Limit, which was the house band at the 440 Club, which was a... That's where you hung out. I hung... It was like the, the, the watering hole in North Arlington, New Jersey, that, that I hung out. Oh, I, Anyhow... Uh, we have a lot of film to talk about on this show. What yeah. show? Where do you want to start? Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll uh... talk about millimeter. Yeah, we'll talk about millimeter. <laughs> Hey, we're back. I think the first thing we should talk about, John, is mm-hmm. this Minolta 16, because it's been a project that's been brewing a very long time. Yep. And folks listening, you should know that Minolta 16 is a spy camera, but by no means is it a um, toy camera. It is not a toy camera. It's a, it's a metal spy camera, and it takes 16-millimeter film, and you could put... Uh, 16-millimeter perforated film, which is movie film in it, or you could put, if you could find, but now you can, unperforated 16-millimeter film called Minolta 16 film, which the Film Photography Project now sells. Well, the dilemma is that 16-millimeter film needs to be bought in rolls of 100 feet. So if you're shooting with your Minolta 16 camera and you need 20 inches for one roll... you got to buy 100 feet. Yeah, that's, that's a big investment. So now the Film Photography Project... Is selling twenty-five foot rolls, little rolls of Minolta sixteen film, and mm-hmm. now, and the reason I'm talking about this is because finally, in production, are the cartridges, oh. Minolta sixteen cartridge, uh, and a big thanks to Jeff at Twentieth Century Cameras. 20th Century Cameraman. Thanks, Jeff. He designed it. I sent him an existing Minolta 16 cartridge. I'm like, and he copied it. Jeff, 
<laughs> Can you help a guy out, Jeff? And he well, helps like a guy out. Well, it's all like computermatized. Like you have to like do a CAD drawing. Like you have to put a file together. I know nothing about it, folks. Mm. It's not my thing. He's smart. Yeah. So he sent me the file and then the folks uh, at our plastics company, which you laughed at before. You got a guy in plastics. Yeah, I got a guy in plastics. My guy. Yeah. I'll send it to my plastics guy. Yeah. He sent me the first prototype, which I just tested. And I'm going to show you folks right now how to how to load your own Minolta 16. How to roll card. your own. The camera works as such. So you're, if, let's say this was loaded. You would shoot. Well, you, you would load. Shoot. And then to go to your next frame, you would basically lock and load. Yep. Next frame. All right. Push it in. That advances the film. When you push it in and cocks the shutter. Yep. It's a real camera on the side here. There are... You have like this little wheel. Two of them. Two wheels. Yep. Aperture and shutter. Yep. And one is... Um, 11.16 on the other side is your shutter speeds. B for bulb, amazing. Mm. 30th of a second, 160th of a second, 1125th of a second, 250th of a second, 500th of a second. 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 And then next to that, you have a PC port, which is amazing. A PC port, so you could put a flash on this. How would you use it with the flash, though? It'd be real You'd hold your flash. Yeah, I guess. You'd hold your flash. This particular model does not have a tripod. So uh, you can't put a bracket on it for the No, flash. not for this model, but there are a bunch of models. I think the one I have has a, has a screw mount on That's it. That's quite possible. So when you go to load this camera, you basically, there's a, a, a button on the bottom. You would, you would Open that button and pull the camera apart. And before you load, you would need to set the counter back to S. So there is a little red line. And then you line up the S to the red line. For shoot. Yep. For for start, S. Oh, start. Yeah, I guess. That too. Yep. So... And then on the bottom of the camera is a compartment where the cartridge gets popped into. And this is a gear-driven camera. So Mm. this gear here is what drives inside the camera. It advances the film? It advances the film, yes. So you would take... So there's no batteries... No electronics involved in this camera whatsoever. There, there are no batteries whatsoever in a Minolta 16 camera. So you would take your about 20 inches of film, and this camera, uh, the exposures go up to 20. So you get 20 shots per strip of film, about mm-hmm. 20 inches, maybe a little less. And in the dark, you have to do this, do this in the dark. And this is a DIY thing. I, I guess if you sent a finished cartridge to a DIY shop like Blue Moon Camera, they're in Portland, mm-hmm. you'd be able to tell them, hey, can you process this film, print this film, scan this film, 
and can you send me my cartridge back? They do 16. Uh, yeah. Blue Moon Camera in Portland, Oregon does 16. I'm not sure if the darkroom, the, if the, the folks at the darkroom.com in San Clemente, if they handle such an odd format. I will find out. But if you're listening and you know of a lab that could handle such an odd format, I mean, there's nothing really odd about it. It's it's a 16 millimeter film. It's the same size as one. But is it harder because it's not perfed? I mean, no, does no, that no, matter? No, that has nothing to do with it. Okay. I think what's important is the fact that you want to get your cart. What's valuable is your cartridge. So you don't want to shoot a roll of film, send this to a lab, and then ha- have you send and and have yeah. them send your film back scans, but then you don't get your cartridge. Uh. I highly recommend you you attack this as a, a DIY DIY project and then develop it yourself. You take your strip of film, and what you would do is you would roll it into a tiny little ball. Tiny little, tiny little ball. Just follow the curve of the film. You said right. Oh yes, thank you. So you want the the film will have a natural curve to it, and the inner side of the film. The inside of the film is the emulsion side, which you take your picture on, and the outside is the base, which is the shiny. So you want always want your emulsion facing your lens. So you take your film and you roll it into a little ball. And you ne- will need to do this in a dark bag or in a, a dark room, completely dark room. I mean, you could use a bathroom, but it has to be completely light-free. <laughs> I'm doing this as I'm rolling. I'm I'm uh, telling you all this. You're doing good because you're talking and rolling that at the same time. It's like chewing gum and walking, right? Thank, I think so. You're multitasking. And you, what you will need to do this, and it's very important because you do not want to get the film sweats, which is a real thing. You actually break out into a sweat. Mm-hmm. You, you want to send your family or whoever away. <laughs> Like, you need time and space, and you don't need to be bugged. Lock your pets up. Yeah. Put them outside on the leash. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you live with cats, like, you'll be just trying to roll this in the dark. Out, You know, let's say you're in the bathroom or in your dark room, and your cat will start digging to China. You know what that is, John? <laughs> no, I don't have cats. It's when your cat starts digging at the door because oh. you're on the other side and it wants in. And it's by, cute, but annoying. It's cute, but by the time you do this and you go, you open the door, the rug will be just destroyed. That's right, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. And that's why landlords don't want people with cats. That's just one reason. Yeah. So you, you roll one into a little ball here, and then you, in the cartridge, there's the one side that uh, is really specifically for the film to just sit in. And you just put it in there. It has there. no gear in it. Uh, the right? side without the gear the is where you put your take up, uh, basically all your rolled film. Right. And then you just slide it in. Just like regular just like chicken. That. Yeah, yeah. You just slide it and let it sit there. Now you take, you could even put the cap on if you want. Well, you didn't tell people to put a piece of tape on the other end, though. Um, yes, you will need a piece need of tape. You need to do that first, right? I used white artist tape, but you could use really any tape you want. Scotch tape? Sure. Gaffer, I, I, gaffer's Scot- tape. Scotch? No, gaffer's tape too too thick. Cellophane. Well, you said any tape you want. That's true. Uh, Electrical tape. 
Uh, electrical tape is okay, but in hot sun, it gets sticky. gets gummy. I would use white artist tape. And on the other side, you put the film, you tape it to the little spool. Uh-huh. Make sure it's the, the right side so that the gear yeah, huh. is facing out. And then you put that in. You nice, stick it in. Nice. Yeah, you slip it in. And then you put your cap on. And now you have your very own roll of Minolta 16 film. And the first time you do it, you may, really, you might be sweating profusely. You might be... Were you sweating profusely when you did it? Did you get the sweat? No, I think I was just more annoyed than anything else. You're past the sweating stage. Now you just get grumpy and and angry. You have to be in the right... grunts. If if you're not in the mindset, then just put it down and do it another time. Yeah. Now, if you go to put it in your camera and you find out that it doesn't fit flush, that's because the gears have the gear has to line up with the, you know, the gear of the spool. The gear the gear of the camera has to line up oh, with the gear, oh, oh. Uh, the gear portion of the spool. Did you fit it in? Pop nice. it in. Oh, it worked. This time it worked because it was lined up. But if not, then you would just take your camera and kind of just adjust it a little bit, kind of jerk it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because a little finagling. Then you close the camera. Have like a sharp blade or a knife handy so you could, if you need to pull your, there's nothing, there's no emergency here. So if it doesn't fit in right initially. <laughs> Don't jam it. You can pull your cartridge out. I mean, and once you load your cartridge, I mean, work in dim light. Don't work in like blazing sunlight. So as of right now, the FPP will have the spools very soon. We have the film. John just asked, will we sell them already loaded? That's a great question, John. Do you know why? Because no one's going to want to load these themselves. No. Yeah. No one is going to want to load them themselves. I'm not going to. I'm going to come over here and ask you to do it for me. I'll pay extra for I it. I think there's a select few people who will want to load it. And there's going to be those people who just like, you know. There are people who like to do this stuff, who find it challenging and not annoying. And it will not waste as much film as I would if I were to try it myself. And then you put your camera back together. Isn't that beautifully machined, how it opens and closes so nicely? This camera is so beautifully machined, John. It really is. It is. It's it's the most amazing it's thing. It's so smooth. And the fact that, you know, one little button opens it up and takes it apart and then you put it together, it's just, it's nice. Like any DIY project or any odd format it, it's all getting used to and you have to troubleshoot it yourself you really do like you have to you got to figure it out you have to figure it out you got to make mistakes in order yeah. to advance yourself and the only blame to take because john i think you're aware i i field a lot of questions here at the fpp questions and you answer them I like have, people look to you for answers. Yes. Okay. And when I receive questions on a myriad of subjects, a lot of times it's about processing, developing, which Leslie and Matt, you know, help out with. Hmm. Uh, I'm really encouraging people to work through it yourself. Like get some tips. But this is your hobby and it's it's your art and you need to. You get, can you can do it. You need to get through it. You can yeah. do this. Yeah. And not, not get frustrated or think, like, you know... You can do it! <laughs> throw the camera against the wall. Arr! Yeah. So that's... 
I'm going back to drawing. So that's it on the on the Minolta 16. It's a really a remarkable little camera. It takes really good pictures. And it's a fun little camera just to you know put in your pocket. Yep. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. If you'd like to um if you'd like to write to us about it. Oh. <clears throat> oh. Moving right along, Leslie Lazenby was kind enough to send what does the note say, John? It says uh, I don't know if these are any good, but they are certainly fabulous. And who doesn't want a fabulous fingers? I would like to try it. This is from Leslie Lazenby. She sent it. They're to... opened. <laughs> yeah, I tried one. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm make sure they, the rats didn't get into them. Mail's very in. good, fabulous This fingers. is from Mike Fromhold. It says, on one of your pod... This talks about Minolta 16. Oh. On one of your later podcasts, 240-ish, I binge listen when, when on work road trips. You mentioned that you were having film cartridges <clears> made <throat> for the Minolta 16 spy camera. I could not find them in the store. I did, however, find the film. Are the cartridges readily available, or did I just miss them? Well, as you know... We just talked about this. Well, I'm just reading that this is from Mike Fromhold. Okay. He also says... I love your podcast. Pod is all caps. I love your podcast so much. Oh. I have listened to other photography podcasts, and they are no match What yeah. <laughs> for what you and your team bring to the table. It's you, Mike. It's all you. We, By the way, we are at a table. It's true. This Let's is see. a table. See? <laughs> table. <laughs> Thanks so much for the store and the podcast. Hmm. Well, Mike, I have some news for you. Thanks for the gumball. Yeah, thanks for the gumball, Mickey. Thanks for the gumball. You're the reason that we can continue. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. If I had not received so many emails about the Minolta 16, Hmm. I would have just forgotten about it. Really? That's what prompted you to get this done. I mean, me, you, Mark Dalzell... A few years ago, we were all like Minolta 16 crazy. We all had them. We were all spying on each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shooting each other's sensitive documents. And um, a few years went by, and then we all just forgot about it. But then I started getting inquiries like Minolta 16. I'm like, oh, hmm. yeah, Minolta 16. And the reason the Minolta 16 project came together was uh, thanks in large part to the Cine 8 project. Because Cine 8, 8 millimeter film, mm-hmm. needs 16 millimeter wide film. Right. And I had to bring in 16 millimeter wide film in order to start that project. Uh, with many thanks to Eastman Kodak Company, mm. uh, bringing in delicious Eastman Kodak 50D. So good, delicious. Double X and other. Uh, so. That's when the little light bulb went on over my head like a ding. <laughs> no, for real. I'm like, oh, man. This film would work perfect in a Minolta. If I could only get someone to make the inserts. Hmm. I got a guy. 20th century cameraman. This is from Nick Sini. 
Now, Nick has been shooting our color infrared film and shot some amazing color IR pictures. But recently, he started shooting millimeter movies. Oh, oh. Nick you got says, him. You got him, Mike. I'm getting interested in either super or regular 8mm film for travel. I'm not in any rush, but I'm curious about the availability of color, regular 8. If I invest in that system over Super 8, I just want to know that color film will be available for it. And guess what? Our Yes, our good friend Doug Golubsky tells me, see, we're all in, we're all thick as thieves. <laughs> our good friend Doug Golubsky tells me he thinks it's just a supply chain issue of why, of why, you know, the, the color's not in stock right now. Mm. Well, Nick, it's, it's, it's a supply and demand issue is what it is. I had no idea when I made the uh, first batch of regular eight that, that anyone would care. And it just sold out like in an hour. When you say that, I just picture you like in a kitchen <laughs> over a big pot, making a big batch of Super 8 film. Regular 8. A regular 8 film. Putting it in the oven with mitts on and you got the apron on. You're like, ooh, pretty soon I'm going to have some film. So the 8 millimeter film, double 8 film, comes in batches and it gets batched. It comes into the store. It disappears. And I'm already working on the second batch, be it color 50D, color 500T, color ectochrome 100D. All so, that stuff is gone, you're saying? It's all gone. Wow. Gone. Holy crap. Nick, thanks. We're, we're working on it. And Can I get that for the summer, Mike? For Yeah, I know. Oh. For folks yeah. uh, who say, oh, I want to invest in a Super 8 or regular 8, to me, you don't really need to like worry about one or the other because regular 8 is so inexpensive to invest in that even if you are invest in a good Super 8 camera, you could invest in a great regular 8 camera because they're so inexpensive. Mm-hmm. So. You can get a simple Kodak Brownie for $5, $10. They're everywhere. Nick says, speaking of random mutual acquaintances, I love that story you told on a recent pod about you and John West. <laughs> Have you met up with him since he moved Since he moved back to Joyzy? That's what it says, Joyzy. Joyzy. I used to do freelance video work for him in Arizona. Huh. Look at that. Thanks, Nick Sini. I didn't know I, he was in Jersey. I think, I, no, uh, I knew he was in Jersey. John didn't know he's, he was in Jersey. And I think I told the story of how we used to get on the bus to go to Manhattan to buy film mm. for our film classes. So you couldn't buy 16 millimeter film stock in New Jersey. You used to have to get on the bus, go to Rafik in Manhattan, ah. walk up the rickety stairs. Was that in the 40s? I don't know where Rafik was. They may still be there for all I know. Wow. And John, myself, John Fideli, John West, we would frequently go do this together. For school projects. Yeah, for school projects. And then what I only recently found out, because I started scanning camera rolls of some projects that I worked on after college that, John, you helped out with. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about the tag, you're it, a.k.a. fiend. Which is, you are a fiend, and the only way to not be a fiend is to give it to someone else. To fiend it off on someone else. <laughs> yes, so you'd have to find somebody, and then you kind of attack them. You don't kill them. It's a transfer. You transfer your fiendliness <laughs> into that person, mm. and then you're fine. Then you leave. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, glad that's over. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Well, 
this is, is caused by UFOs. So I, I transferred the camera. It was camera roll three. I found all of them. <laughs> but I only transferred one camera roll. Oh. And it's John. John is in it. So the scene on this camera roll was it was shot on Ridge Road, and you were coming out of a florist. You were coming out of a... Uh, Smelling... You had a, a bouquet, fresh bouquet, and you were walking <laughs> across the street, and you, I think you were bringing the flowers to your girlfriend. Right. So you see that, and then you enter the house to give the flowers, and you see your girl. She's on the couch, but you can't see her. She's all, like, crouched over. <laughs> like, you can't see her face. <laughs> and then she turns around, and it's like, Da! She just attacks. She just attacks you because she is the fiend. Right. She can't help herself. Can't help it. I don't... So while you were getting flowers, either like the UPS guy came or someone, <laughs> someone somebody came, fiended her. Someone fiended her. Yeah. Uh, but so in between, because this is a camera roll, in between takes, there's like a quick shot. I have forgotten all these. I, I have forgotten like what a group we had. Mm. So I guess when we were working on a project. So in the background was Scott Wilson, John West. These were all people we went to school with, and I guess after if we had a project, we would call them up and say, mm. "Hey, we're doing a shoot. Can you come down and help out?" Yep. And how awesome was it that we had this like little group? Great. You don't seem too excited. It would be better if like one of them was like Martin Scorsese and Brian DuPont. You hear about those guys always used to hang out. It's just us bums. <laughs> Who went on to be uh, wedding, wedding, wedding videographers. Yes, John, I became wedding videographers. That was like, exciting for a few years. It was fun. No, I mean, I don't want to underplay it. It was great to have that camaraderie and yeah. know, hang out with a bunch of like-minded people. And we would just work on each other's projects. It was a great time. Well, I think we'll, we're going to take a break. We'll okay. come, we're going to take a break and come back fresh. So, All right, we'll be right back. There was an old lady who lived in a shoe. She went out in her car one day, and her children went too. If her car catches fire, she'd know what to do. Stop. Put on the brake. Take the key from the dash. Get away from the car, in case there's a flash. The old lady knows just what to do. Do you? We're back. I don't have hair like Matt, though. <laughs> His hair is amazing. Hey, we're back. John, it, uh, John you, you, look a little, you don't look so good. You've been feeling okay? I don't know. A little, a little something. You said something. You had some tacos and you were... You <laughs> yeah. Were, you ate some mule sauce. I had a lot of mule sauce. A lot. Have you thought about trying Carter's pills? <laughs> I haven't. Will it help me? So what are Carter's pills? I've been I started collecting 16 millimeter commercial spots and you know, from the mid 20th century. So I saw I saw a description at an auction. I'm like, oh my god, what is this Carter? I didn't even know what it was. I just knew they weren't around anymore. Mm. What is it? It's laxative, and it's Mad Men error commercial. And I watched it. I I I said, this is like a Twilight Zone episode. God. So there's this woman and she's a housewife in the mid 1950s and like some nanny comes like waltzing in. All very like I mean, Mrs. Carter. Yeah. <laughs> and she, 
and the woman's like, oh, I don't, I don't feel so well. <laughs> In my tummies. Yeah, she's like, oh, dude. Why don't you try Carter's pill? So I I don't know if they're still around, but maybe you folks at home, if you're like, oh, man, I don't feel so good. Maybe, maybe, maybe everyone needs in these times some Carter's pills. Mm-hmm. Reach me up a red one, dear. Stop blue, dear. Red. No, it's no good. Now, now, don't chicken out. For that, Mary, I don't feel up to giving that kid's party tomorrow. Sluggish, headachy, sounds like irregularity. Whenever I feel that way, I take Carter's pills. Best laxative I ever found. Gets rid of all those sluggish, headachy, out of sorts feelings caused by irregularity. As I always say, it's like getting a new lease on life when you take Carter's pills. <laughs> Hi, everything a-okay, dear? Everything is great, Aunt Mary. And you were so right about Carter's. Best laxative I've ever found. As I always say, it's like getting a new lease on life when you take Carter's pills. Remember Carter's for gentle, effective, temporary relief of irregularity. Carter's pills. Hey, we're back. <laughs> it's so of its time. Yeah. I mean, it just captures the whole time. Speaking of stomach ache, uh, we have a big package over there. Where is yeah. that from? I'm very it's from, excited about um, this. A listener called Garrett Rafal. I hope I'm saying your name right. And it came with some goodies. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Let me let me let me get through this box here. Let me see. Ah, look, coffee crisp. We love these, right? These are from Canada. Yeah. The country of Canada. Canada. Yeah. And then. Let's see what else we got. Oh, have you ever had this before, Mike? Mr. Big. This is for you. <laughs> Mr. Big. This is specifically for you here. Oh, thanks. You're Mr. Big around here. And then what else we got? Uh, Mr. Oh, Big. Oh, shoot. We're dropping stuff everywhere. Uh, uh, caramel. Great. Caramel. Caramel. Great. Is that what it says? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Cadbury's good because they got the chocolate with the little... Oh, yeah, they got the little pieces in there, and they're all filled with caramel, milk chocolate. And, oh, what's this? Ooh. What is it? Arrow. See, I never heard of this stuff before. This is uniquely Canadian. Or uniquely? I've never heard of Arrow. Nope. Dark mint. And, oh, what's this? Oh, <laughs> some Naked Famous stickers. Mmm. And last but not least, oh, oh what is this? Oh, Wheel of Life. What is that? It's a book. Hold on. Let's, let's read the letter from Garrett. Good idea. <clears throat> it says, hey, FPP gang, I hope these snacks find you well. I am a Canadian photographer from Vancouver. Mr. Big. Currently living in Montreal. Enclosed, I have enclosed a copy of my first printed book, Wheel Life, which is right here. And it's nice. Nice, heavy, thick. Um... Guaylo in Cantonese translates to foreigner. The photos were taken back in 2016 when I lived in Hong Kong for three years. I used to wander the streets almost every day as there is no shortage of things to shoot. If you get a chance, I highly recommend it as a film shooter's dream. The city is full of interesting buildings, landscapes, and people, which make shooting almost too easy. I'm also sure you know Hong Kong is going through a tough time. Well, ain't we all? 2013-2014. In 2013-14, I could foresee the current trajectory. As a result, I took it upon myself to shoot as many photos as I could to capture the current state. 
Thanks for a great show and everything the FPP does. I hope someday to make a trip down to see you guys for a meetup. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you so much for the book, Garrett Rafal. John here. I don't know where the book is available. Maybe you could just Google it. Well, some shots uh, that Garrett took in his travels to Hong Kong. It's nice. John, here's your here's your taste of Mr. Big. Uh, I get my tell you wet my beak. That's my taste. Uh, so thanks, Garrett. Appreciate it. What else were we going to talk about? <laughs> you want to talk about Brendan's uh, shed camera? <coughs> Who? Brendan. Brendan Barry, a listener from the UCK. You have a letter? What do you got? Yeah. That's good, right? Mm. Which camera? Huh? Which camera? <laughs> he made his garden shed into a camera. Oh, we received a letter. We we get some great letters here. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah, absolutely. That's delish. <clears throat> so it's from Brendan Barry. Give me give me another give me give me another Mr. Big. That's it. There's only one. <laughs> I'm all high on chocolate. Yeah. Great. You just need one of those uh, coffee things, what you drink. I'll take off like a rocket ship. Oh, my God. Uh, it says, hi there. I hope you're all doing well at the Film Photography Project, surviving and staying sane during the lockdown. I've just made a new video about the camera and darkroom I have built out of slash in my shed. You have to see this video. I can't give you the link here because it's all, you know, question marks and Vs and equal signs and stuff. But it, I looked it up by just going on YouTube and putting shed camera and it came right up. And the chap's name is Brendan Barry. Uh, and you see what he's done. It's great. In the back corner of his garden, he took this very small cramped shed and made it into a dark room, utilizing all the space beautifully. And he put a freaking lens through one of the walls and made a camera, which... The lens projects onto a magnetic uh, board, you know, erase board, dry erase board. So it's very interesting what he did. Uh, so you should check it out. I thought his approach was good, too. Guy was methodical, smart. And you pa- he painted... He's got a cute kid. Yeah, he's painted a nice picture. Like, And where is he located? In Uck. Uck. He lives in Uck, UK. UK somewhere. Yeah. And you said that everyone in the Uck has a garden and a shed. I don't know if everyone does, but it's a thing there. Gardens are very big in the Uck. He seemed to have, he seemed to have in a very short period of time that I watched the video, you got a sense of just a nice place. Yeah, it's very pleasant. It's yeah. a beautiful, lovely little backyard. And a tiny little shed that is very nondescript, and uh, <clears throat> he blacked it out and did a great job. Um, he says, I usually run workshops, but obviously they are not possible right now during lockdown. So I've been making these videos on a variety of different things that people can follow at home. So he has other videos that you can look at on YouTube, how to make your own developer and fixer using household items, turn your bedroom into a camera obscura, uh, and his website and Instagram, he's uh, Instagram.com, Brendan Barry Photo is his, and he's also, uh, his website is BrendanBarry.co.uk. What's his handle on the IG? Uh, Brendan Barry Photo. B-R-E-N-D-A-N. Brendan... B-A-R-R-Y. Barry. 
Oh, there he is. Very lovely, smart guy. Whoa. I'm going to follow him right now on IG. <laughs> hey, I want to talk really quick about our FPP peers. What do you mean? These are our film photography... <laughs> Oh. Film photography podcast philanthropists. I thought you were talking about our incontinent viewers. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, with all sincerity, folks, I really would like to thank uh, the people out there that in the last month have um, act, have activated their donation status, their, their subscription status with this podcast. We got uh, new people this week? Yes. Oh. By going to filmphotographyproject.com, clicking the donate button, and then there's a, a, a button you click to make a cash donation, and that is a subscription, whereas you, you pledge X amount of dollars per month. And I can't stress enough, just $1. Yeah, if it doesn't you, have to be something crazy. If, if you listen to the Film Photography Podcast regularly and have been listening regularly, just your $1, $2, or whatever you think per month makes an amazing difference because we have so many FPPers out there listening. If everyone gave just a little, a little, John, just a little taste, just a little bit. If 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 I could just wet my beak <laughs> in everyone's pocket like a little bird. Of course, the wet wet my beak is famous from Godfather Part Two. Was Don Fanucci? Don Fanucci. Don Fanucci, the white glove. The white, yeah, the white hand. No, the, oh, the, the white the, hand, the black hand. Oh, the black hand. But he wore a white suit. Yeah, like, uh, he had a gold tooth, didn't he? I don't know what he had. He had a gold tooth. He found out that uh, Vito Corleone was like and he, and uh, Bruno, what's his name? Uh, Clemenza. Oh, well, that was Clemenza. Yeah, oh, they were pulling right. a bunch of jobs in the neighborhood, and he, like, pulled them over. Come here, you show me no respect, though. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that I could that or wet my beak. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he's like, I won't take much. Just a little taste. Just to wet my beak. Um, uh, our good friend Jeremy Mudd, we spoke recently about Jeremy because Jeremy sent a letter in. Well, um, he decided rather than subscribe. His name really is Mudd. <laughs> True. Sorry, Jeremy. Sorry, Jeremy. John. The guy that says stupid things. <laughs> Jeremy, rather than doing a subscription every month, he gave a big sum. Oh. One, uh, one big sum. One lump sum. One lump. So, Jeremy, you're good. Thanks, man. You're awesome. You're awesome. Um, Scott Olson, thank you very much, Scott. Greatly, greatly appreciated. The next person is no stranger to, to the FPP. <laughs> Mr. William Bill Lowy. Oh, no kidding. Yep. The Bl NASA scientist. Blowy on Flickr. Great guy. Him and his wife. Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, you guys Very are great. people. Uh, Bill and Lynn, they came to all of our events when, you know, the Midwest meetups. And it was just a lot of fun. And Bill, kindly, in 20-something, <laughs> 2013... He shot the FPP walking workshop on his VHS camcorder. Oh, my God. Yes, he did. Wow. And, uh, Bill, I never realized how valuable that footage is until it is now all these years later, later when you realize that, oh, we did this event, but there's no moving picture documentation. That was it. in Ohio? That was in Ohio. And lastly, 
uh, Mr. Manuel Pardo Jr. And um, Manuel says... Manuel or Manuel? Yeah, uh, you read his letter. I'm so awful. Manuel. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Let's see. Uh, Michael. Hey, John, excuse me one second. It's like a, what's that like ghost chair behind you? It's like a chair behind you? Oh, this over here? It's the one that's busted what you always give me. I always get the busted chair. Look, it goes back like this. Michael, you are most welcome. What is he thanking you for? Oh, I, I sent him an email saying thank you very much for being a special FPP. Oh, okay. He's one of our uh, subscribers? Yes. yes. Oh, very good. All right. Manuel, you are most welcome. I am proud to be FPPer. To be <laughs> wait, an wait, FPPer. Wait, wait, wait. So can we get the name thing out of the way? Yeah, it's Manuel. It's not Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Manuel. I'm so sorry. My mother grew me up stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't get out too much as a child. Right. If your name wasn't Frank or Bill, he couldn't pronounce it. Uh, You are most welcome. I am proud to be an FPPPer. Your site and podcast continues to inspire me to shoot film and try new things. Because of episode FPP 126, I got the courage, quote unquote, to develop black and white film at home. And more recently, I came across your blog post, Developing Black and White at Home, Beyond the Basics, and got some FA1027 developer to go along with the Eastman X, which you and the gang have been talking about the last few months. Please keep doing what you are doing, and I'll keep supporting the FPP. Thanks, Manuel. In San Francisco, he sent the picture in there. That's pretty good, man. It's pretty sweet. And just go to filmphotographyproject.com to Bing. donate if you're interested. If not, that's cool, too. Yeah. Be a jerk. <laughs> uh, this is one of our customers who, who shops at the filmphotographystore.com, which is our store. Um, also, you know, how does FPP survive? It's not just our subscribers. It's people who go to our store and buy film from us. Uh, by uh, movie film scanning services. This all contributes to making this whole project uh, continue. So this is from Jason Malone. And Jason is a customer, and he sent us a, 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 a little baggie. Whoa, a little, give me that. A little baggie, some sticks. This is oh, what is that? Four sticks of 120 film. Oh, interesting. But they're wrapped in like ye old-fashioned like paper. Looks like leaves or something. Yeah. He says, enjoy these rolls of Soviet film. I received a bunch of these from the Ukraine. How'd he get them? Yeah. How? How? All he told me was, so I received a bunch of these from the Ukraine, and all, I guess the person he got them from, told him was, found in roof. You're kidding. No, I'm not crazy. I have too many, so I want to share them with you. Maybe do a cool podcast. There are two rolls of black and white and two rolls of E6 color. I Mm. shot one roll of each of them. They expired in the 70s. Oh, my God. So he says... Been cooking up in the roof. One is labeled 65. It's black and white exposed at ISO 20. One is labeled 50. E6 exposed ISO 12. Thank you a lot, Mr. Mr. Manu. (laughs) Mr. Jason Malone. That's very, very nice. And I can tell you who wants to shoot these. John Fideli, 
Yes. Is very interested in shooting this. I'm going to shoot some in my, in my 6.45. And folks listening, um, if you would like to see John's uh, curated shots, John just joined Instagram. And you are Big Head Sue 2. T-O-O, yeah. Somebody already took Big Head Sue. Can you imagine that? No. And I saw you had some great shots. Like you had some uh, one shot with the Sfema color of your boy on the beach with like with an old hand. My, I guess my mother was like putting her hand on his head and the composition is just so strange just yes. so weird some good some really good shots folks yeah oh thank you there was an old lady who lived in a shoe today is uncle jim's birthday and she knows what to do she's bought him a gift the children admire it's a home smoke detector to protect him from fire so rushing right over they tippy-toe in and give him his present when choosing the right gift, the old lady knew just what to do. Do you? I just want to say one word to you. Just one word. Yes, sir. Are you listening? Yes, I am. Plastics. Plastics. Thirty-five millimeter plastics. Now, why are you so interested in these at the moment? I'm not, but everyone else is. How do you know? Who told you this? Well, what's hot right now, John? Thirty-five millimeter plastics. What is it? We're talking about. Pay attention. About what? Point and shoots. John's eating like uh, John's uh, over there eating <laughs> eating sugar. Yeah, <laughs> delicious sugar. The hot thing right now is 35-millimeter plastic point-and-shoot cameras. And John just asked me a second ago, why? Why are these so popular? How do you know? How do you know? Yeah. Well, I know because of the uh, filmphotographystore.com because this is red hot. Whoa. This is called the Harman Camera. I can see that. Where do you get them from? Well, these, uh, uh, Ilford makes these. Oh, yeah, that looks like the Ilford font, I guess. Yeah, we get this, these from our good friends at Robert's Distributors. Oh, look at that. So, this is red hot. That's and red hot. This paramount. has been, this has been red hot. This is called the Lomo Simple Use. Did that come with film already in it? You, you. Oh. 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 And this, I investigated. This is the Kodak. Kodak M35. So what's this all about? It's all about 35 millimeter plastic cameras. And the, the trend right now is reloadables rather than the traditional one-time use, or as we say in the States, Throwaway camera. Can we say disposable? Or disposable. Nobody so, says throwaway. So forever, you'd be able to run into your your pharmacy, your Dwayne Reed, your CVS, your um, Rite Aid, and everyone would run in, and still do, if you believe it, in 2020, and you'd buy a one-time use Kodak. They still sell them in yes. CVS? Huh. 
One time used Kodak or Fuji camera. They were hugely popular, and they still are. We have the Kodak Fun Saver in the FPP online store. It's only $9.99, and it, 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 it sells like hotcakes. So 35-millimeter plastic cameras are really hot right now. And this is not so much as a review, except... Uh, this... Uh, this... This is not so much a review, but more of a just an overview of because they're so popular. So let's start with what has been around, which was the Lomo Simple Use. The Lomo Simple Use, mm-hmm. uh, this particular <clears throat> one, as you see, I have a, I have a what's known as a gel, also known as a filter. Oh, is that what the, that is? Yeah. So I have on the front of it, got an, it taped on an eighty-five plastic gel taped over my lens and that's so i can shoot tungsten film so you can shoot it inside no i I could shoot tungsten film outside oh yeah it's an 85 orange filter so and i did a little video previously on this camera of how to load it so um down in the uh, comments area down in the description area i'll put a little link of how you could load this camera and the loading is very similar with the other <clears throat> cameras as well this c- comes preloaded with film so when you you got to mail it back or you got to open it up and take <laughs> the can the, the film great out? question the the lomo simple camera you buy it in there's a few different varieties you could buy it with a roll of black and white film in it mm-hmm. a roll of color film in yeah, it sure. a roll of a lomo chrome purple in it uh-huh a roll of lomo chrome metropolis in it oh the new metropolis that's right the cheapest one is 1899 comes preloaded what with the, 1899 comes preloaded with the film that's with a uh, that's pretty good i guess with the with the roll of film when is it easy to open is it is it does it describe well, the, here's the directions the thing in a nutshell which i will probably say over and over these cameras they're very they're they're, all of them share the same daintiness. And when I say that, I mean if you have big girl emits or if you're overly rough on them, they're going to break very, very easily. They're, they're, you have to kind of advance them gently. You have to just open and close them gently. Be very gentle with them. And. Don't throw them in your bag. And no, you can throw them in your bag. With the water bottle. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you can throw them in your bag, but just yeah. some tan lotion. When loading them, unloading them. So here with the simple use, it's a 31 millimeter lens. One one twentieth of a second shutter speed. Has a fixed F9. Hmm. I always recommend 100 ISO film. And if you did a light, a light meter reading outside, you would see, you know, 100 ISO film is great. And... Because what's the shutter speed though? One one twentieth of a second. Oh, it's one twenty. Those of are a weird numbers. They F9, are nine one twenty. What the heck? Has a flash built in, and it focuses from one meter to infinity uh, and beyond. Yeah, and the thing with this, and the reason I think I brought up this whole topic is the reason I have this camera here, and it's all like open, is because someone bought this at the FPP, filmphotographystore.com, and sent me an email saying, Mike, the camera's broken. It's busted. It's busted, Mike. 
You busted it, Mike. I don't want another one. I just want to send it back. And the FPP has a, a, a you know. What's your policy? Policy is you bought it, you own it. <laughs> Except. I said, look. I said, it's broken. You don't want another one. Fine. Can, I said, you know, I, I, I queried her. I said, All right, do you have the packaging? Do you still have the two rolls of film? You know, yada, yada. Little did I know. I got it back. No film. No, here's the film. It's, oh. it's a roll of uh, um, Kentmere black and white pan 400, mm-hmm. which kind of is strange, I think, because <clears throat> all these cameras seem to be loaded with 400 film when in yeah. fact... Two hunch. 100, 200. I don't know why they come with 400 film. Huh. Very strange. So here it is. The Harman. It's called Harman Reusable Camera. That's a nice looking plastic thing. Yeah. I love it because it's called what it is. There's no fancy name here. Harman Reusable Camera. And this camera, I think, is even daintier than the Lomo Simple no. Use Camera. So... I got it back. There was a lo- roll of film in it, um, poorly poorly loaded. Oh, jeez. Uh, I opened it up. I took it out. And the person who said it was broken just didn't have the patience. Didn't have the light touch. Didn't have the patience to understand that... <laughs> Can you feel the frustration? Like, uh, uh, take it. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Like, uh, uh, take it. Yeah, no, yeah. It's broken. Like, yeah, the camera's very... It has to be loaded right in order for the, to trigger the shutter. The camera works just fine. It's not... Bri- it's, it'll only break if you... Break it. If you, if you, <laughs> <laughs> it'll only break if you break it. So if you treat these right... My Lomo Simple, I've had this camera for, for three years. Wow. And it's still going going great. These things don't, they don't die easy. You just have to, you know, not be so rough. So this camera, this one, the, the Harman, this is $30. Comes with two rolls of film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a built-in flash. Oh. The specs are very similar to the Lomo Does Simple. Does it take like a double A, triple A for the flash? Takes one AAA battery. Oh. Um, easy peasy. Easy peasy. Two rolls of film. It. We sell so many of these, John. They're so popular. Where does the name Harman come from? Well, Harman Technologies. Uh-huh. It's a company that I I believe it, either Ilford bought, bought or uh, the other way around. Okay. So Ilford Harmon, they're in the UK. You okay. know, the UK. Their father, sister, daughter, sister, brother yeah. companies or whatever. So these are hot, 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 like hot cakes. Hot, 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 like hot. Almost simple use. And then. Buster Poindexter hot. The elusive. M35. They don't make those anymore. These are brand new. It comes in. Oh, th- really? Comes in three fab colors. The problem is Kodak puts out a camera now. Kodak. I called Kodak. I said, "What's the story? Can I get these, please? I'd like to sell these like hotcakes." <laughs> I seriously, I'm like, "Can I please sell these like hotcakes?" No. Can I please sell out of these? No. <laughs> well, what'd they say? You carry they, them? They said, "My." 
it's a licensing deal. So a company oh. in Asia licensed the name Kodak. Oh, okay. And makes the Kodak M35. So these are made somewhere overseas. These are not available in the U.S. You can buy these on eBay. Is that where you got that one? I did. Oh. I bought this. John. How much? $35. Hey, no film. No film. Oof. And the specs are just similar. Same, you know, junky plastic. Mm. Same, you know, you got to handle it. You have to treat it right. Same. John, these cameras are made at the same place. (laughs) One's yellow, one's black. That's the only difference. That's what I was going to ask you. What is the difference between those two cameras? Or all three cameras? Look at these. Look look, look, look at these. They are pretty much. They're very much. They're exactly the same. It's the same Fargan camera. Well, the lens structure is exactly the same. Yeah, but look at the design over the lens. It's the same camera. I told you, one's black, one's yellow. It's the only difference. Well, listen, Harmon. Mis- dear Mr. Harmon, <laughs> here's what you do. What's up, Mike? What you can go- I do for you? <laughs> Mr. Harmon. Yes? You need to license the name Kodak Ooh. and release this in the U.S. Yes? And it will sell like hotcakes. Tell me more, Mr. Asso. How are you going to make me millions with plastic cameras? So you keep this one. Oops. You keep this one black. Nice. Mm-hmm. Harmon. But then you come out with this one. Yellow. Pink. Green. Brilliant. The same camera. Oh, boy. That for a pound. The only original here is this Lomo. This looks is totally different. Psh, away with it. <laughs> I don't need it. Um, point shoot cameras are the rage right now. Uh, I mean, most people are shooting with the you know Olympus Stylus Epic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah, so that's many. That's a pretty good one, right? Well, yeah. I mean, those are much better built. Um, What's the one I got with the telephoto lens on it? Yeah, it's Olympus Stylus Zoom. Yeah, love that yeah. thing. It's nice. So I just want to let everyone know that these are on fire right now. Um, on they- fire. Well, you have to admit, John, you know, these are great. If you're just going to go to the beach. I'm telling you, that's, I don't bring any other cameras except the Holgas and the, uh, what's, what's the The Debonier, and I'll bring that for sure to the beach. Yep. Because you don't want to worry about it. You just want to throw it in a, because that's what happens. The sand, there's, your hands get greasy with uh, stuff and. For one, for 120 medium format, also. I want the film sweats at the beach. Filmphotographystore.com. Yeah. The Holga is dirt cheap. The Holga 120, okay. medium format, yeah. and the Debonier. A great combination, Mike. The Holga and a Rolla Savima 125. Perfect together. Uh, Holga 35 or Holga? Holga 125? 35. Oh, no, Holga 35. Yes, I forgot. And a Rolla Savima 125. You own a Holga 120? <laughs> I do. You own Holga 35 millimeter? I own Holga 35. Yes, da. And thirty five and Holga one twenty as well or no just debonair? Isn't the debonair the Holga one twenty? <laughs> the debonair is the debonair. The Holga oh. is the Holga. Oh, I think I got one somewhere. And you get some good pictures out of the debonair. Love it. I'm I'm a low fi guy. You know, there's the, too many people who take too many great pictures with beautiful cameras and lenses. I do good stuff with just plastic lenses and. The most famous picture here at the FPP, taken with the FPP Debonair, Debonier? is Matt Mirage with Annie Leibovitz. We talk about this every week. Shot by Professor Jeff. Yeah. 
It was like a charmed moment, and it's such a great picture. It, it looked like looked like Matt was like at an award ceremony, <laughs> right? Where like Annie Leibovitz was his date for the night. There's something about those cameras that just ma- it makes everything look dreamy and surreal, and yeah, just a little bit more interesting, I think, than just a straight shot. I, I would have to. Except agree. my in-laws would be like, "Why is it so fuzzy? Why are <laughs> things around the corners? Why can't you just take a nice shot on your phone? That's clear. I can see what the hell's going on." So get with it, folks. Yeah. Get with it. Try, try, a, try a plastic camera. It's not going to set you back much. And if you treat them right, you'll be able to pass it along to your kids when you have them. Oh, thanks for this crappy plastic camera, Dad. <laughs> Great inheritance. Yeah. Well, now time has come. I think that's it, right? Oh. <laughs> Part for, B. Part B. For all you folks that are still out there. Yeah. <laughs> We're still listening. Oh, enough of these guys. <laughs> oh, you guys ruined it. I used to listen to the podcast, <laughs> but once I saw them, ugh. <laughs> I thought you guys were ugly, but ugh. Disgusting. Did you know that those guys were old? <laughs> I thought, don't, that, I don't thought know. that they were our age. They don't know how to shave. <laughs> I thought they were our age. So what do you want to show people? <laughs> Come on, you're losing them, Mike. Come on. Well, now we're going to talk about the show. What show? Uh, we're going to roll in. It's the first time I said that where I really mean what show. Yeah, we're going to roll in. So this premiered in late September 1988. Oh, my God. And we would meet like at 6 o'clock at night, I think, after your day was done and just start editing. We would shoot or edit. For weeks on end. I remember many times driving home because I, I lived like 45 minutes to an hour away from where uh, Comcast Studios were. And there were many nights where I almost drove off the road because I was just tired. Was it worth it, John? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so in in this, so the, the anchor pieces are uh, The Wasted Days of Youth, hmm. which is Salad Days. So this is a music video that John and I shot. But, John, this was a band you were in. This was a band I was in with a bunch of guys I grew up with. Now, whose band was this? It was originally Tom's band. He's the lead singer. Um, And he's the guy that got us into all the cool stuff, the jam and Joy Division and The Cure, all the cool English rock bands. So we we actually played a couple of times at CBGB's. We opened up for John Cale at, uh, at Maxwell's. Uh, we played Maxwell's more than a handful of times, but then infighting and you know stupidity of broke course. us up. Yeah, we were just ready. We were going to get a Friday night shot at CBGB's. I just convinced the guy to bring us back, and he was going to put us on a Friday night, and the band just fell apart. We'd never made the gig. And w- when you talk he- CBGB's back in the eighties, yeah, I mean, did you actually talk to Hilly? No, I talked to the guy who booked. Okay, because they they. They were not going to book us because they were like, oh, I don't know, you guys are kind of like old, you know, hat by now. You know, nobody's really doing that kind of stuff anymore. And I convinced the guy that I'm like, you know, Hilly said, you know, I, I read something in one of the free presses where Hilly was like, we want all different types of people, not just punk rock and new wave and stuff. And we were more of an experimental band. So 
Uh, you didn't mention Bauhaus. I definitely hear Bauhaus, Bauhaus, Bauhaus. influence. I'm going it? to see them in June if the the lockdown is lifted. And what is the Bauhaus spinoff group? Uh, Love and Rockets. Love and Rockets. Yeah. Joy Division became New Order. Right. Bauhaus became Love and Rockets. I never forget. I went to uh, a few of your gigs, and um, I remember at the time uh, that girl June was handing out flyers. Mm-hmm. And there was just like a short bio. I guess someone at some point someone was trying to pull it together. Tom, Tom was trying to do. And it, yeah. it was just like you know, uh, uh, we all had stupid names too. Salad days. You know where from DC. <laughs> Lied a little bit. Yeah, was DC a hot place to be from? Yeah, well, there was a lot of cool, you know, bad brains and a bunch of punk rock. You know, uh, Henry Rollins and shit all came out of there. So. Well, here's the thing, and I really believe this. Uh, if you guys kept it together and pulled it together, and I believe this now, anyone can pull a band together. And if if the forces can keep it tight, like if everyone could be aligned in what they want to present, yeah. I think it could work. I think you guys could have worked. It could have worked. So we have that music video. And then there are like little pieces in between, like little short snippet films. Like, do you remember the... The four four six boys. Remember the fighting boys? It was Anthony and Mike Higgins. Oh yeah, <laughs> just kind of like like just I put sh- sound effects in there. I shot it um, fast in the camera, so that uh, no, I shot it. Slow. I shot a slower uh, film, uh, sh- slower frames per second, so it speeds up. Right. So it appeared that all their movements were fast, and then you and I dubbed over it. Right. Uh, Limit never give up. Remember Limit. They came, in, they came into the studio for the Christmas song. Right. They had this video already? Uh, I shot this video uh, already. Uh, there's a short piece, My Trip to Iowa. Wow. Do you recall that? Yeah, I went out to Iowa to visit my relatives and <laughs> shot. I think you gave me a camcorder specifically I think so too. for it. I think you were like, oh, you got to videotape this. So I did, and then Mike just took bits and pieces of it and made a little five-minute piece. Yep. There's some great public service announcements like um, fire safety and then crash right. t- crash test dummies. That was the one, uh, I guess, national act that was on the bill. Crash test dummies? Yeah. No, no, no. It was a per- public service announcement oh, for buckle was... your sa- safety belts. Oh, I thought it was a video by no. the crash test dummies. Uh, then there was a little experimental video piece called Turkey Boy. Do you remember it's the track man before he was the track man? Have some turkey, yeah. boy. Yeah. That was your home movies. It weren't home. It was like a little piece I put together. But yeah, there's like one shot of my Nana. Yeah. In it. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then the other staple, I mean, there were, there were, two, there were two bookends, mm-hmm. the, the Salad Days video and then the Vero video got the best of me. And this was a, a Lodi area band. That I thought this. I thought this song was good. And at the time, all music sounded like this. This band right? could have been huge. I don't know why they didn't. I think the same thing. I think they opened for main, main acts. They may have. I think they opened for the Bon Jovi types. And I think Lisa from Comcast suggested this song, saying these guys need a music video. Hmm. That's how I think we met these guys. Oh. Uh, and they were a, a they were a good they were a good group of guys. They were cool guys from Jersey. Very, very. They were much more Jersey than us. Yeah, totally. 
They were New Jersey Italian to the nth degree. Yep. So podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> <laughs> I very much would like to hear from you folks, especially with this, this particular show where we're incorporating some media that John and I shot. Oh, my God. You know, uh, you know a, 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 a lifetime cent- ago. A century ago. Yeah, last you know, century. A different time, a different place. Um, but I said to John before we started recording that like we're kind of doing the same thing in a sense of that back then we were kind of, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, producing like, oh, let's, you know, here's a band that needs a music video. Hey, let's do this. Yeah, we had to get up and go. You know, so. Now our get up and go got up and went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, having said that, let's uh, go to the new, new Music Show Volume 1 from 1988. And then uh, we'll look for your feedback, and then hopefully uh, John and I will see you soon. We've got some great things coming up in, in, in coming weeks. We have a show, uh, myself, John, Matt, Mirage, where we talk about large format. Uh, I have some segments and a show I'm going to be doing with Mark O'Brien, talking about low ISO films and more on Minolta 16 and spy cameras. I'm sure we'll do another episode with uh, Owen, talking about cinefilm. And I was on the phone with Leslie Lazenby, and Leslie's getting a sound recorder, and I'm 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 gonna zoom her. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get her on board with uh, you know zooming in. Yeah. Let it rip. I hope you looked at all your lines. Yeah, I've been studying. Exactly what you're going to say. Yeah, I did. Okay. And count them. All right. I just want to make sure. This is very important. Okay. You got to have, you have to introduce the show, the Metal Lance Showcase. Is the camera on me? This is the Metal Lance. Yeah, we're not rolling yet. Okay. This is the Metal Lance Showcase Presents. This show yeah. we're going to be uh, looking at musicians. Other shows are going to look at directors and writers and show their work. Okay. But this show is just musicians. Okay. Your line has to have the power and the punch of the Vero video that we're going to Vero. Vero. Right, okay. you have to get that in there. Vero. And it has to be, that's good. And you have to have the, we shot um, Limit live at the 440. So a lot that. of energy okay. there, so you have to incorporate that energy. We're also going to show a Saladay's video, which is a little bit off the cuff here, but you'll have to get all those in there in that nice, smooth transition. Can you all got right. it? Yeah. All right, is everybody ready? All right, we're all set here. You got it, Dave? Got it. Okay. No problem, we're thanks. We're going to try a little bit tighter on his face when Ren says it. All right, quiet on the set, please. Roll tape, speed, and action, Dave. Hi, and welcome to Meadowlands Showcase Presents. How'd that take go, Jim? What it's about really is, it's about being 22, 23, and looking back at your life and realizing, wow, when I was 16 and 17, I really wanted to be 21 so I can go out drinking and all that stuff. And when you wanted to color that green to ripe. I also try to remember, hey, someday I'm gonna be 30, 30. 
But you look at your life, man. You took a lot of things for granted. It's it's not. You're younger. Love is like you're so tired for it. You've been so many through so many relationships and and things. Like it's, you know, you can write other things about there is hope, there is some things to look forward to. You are only 25 years old. But the thing is, why? Why? Why couldn't I appreciate being 16, 17, and 18? Why couldn't I appreciate that? Because I wanted to be 21, 22, 23. And then when I got to this age, I realized, wow, I took a lot for granted. And when I was young, I was 16 years old at a time. But I wanted to be 21. Now when I'm 21. There's, there's nothing there. You experience so much. You're not innocence anymore. It's, it's distorted. It's, it's left behind some kind of speculatory research. The fluxation of revelation. It's seen like in the divinity of mankind. I also try to remember, hey, someday I'm going to be 30, 35. What am I going to look back at this age and saying, wow, I, this is, I don't know, just a big vicious circle. I was green and I colored it to ripe. And that's exactly what it's about. It's about growing old, it's about experiencing lots of things, it's about innocence being diluted by experience. It's about life.
throw it up for sure. Come on, 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 come on. Okay, Charlie, let's go then. Come on, come on. Yeah, let me go with me. We've been streaming that thing again. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. There was an old lady who lived in a shoe. She went out in her car one day, and her children went too. If her car catches fire, she'd know what to do. Stop. Put on the brake. Take the key from the dash. Get away from the car, in case there's a flash. The old lady knows just what to do. Do you? There was an old lady who lived in a shoe. One day she went out, and her children went too. Every building she enters, she looks about. So in case of a fire, she'll know the safest way out. She locates all the exits and remembers this rule. If someone shouts, Fire! Ah! Don't panic. Keep cool. When it came to finding a way out, the old lady knew just what to do. Do you? Yeah, but we heard it from well, the recording. Cool it here. Here from the tape. Oh, this will be the. This is what the mix. It's what it's going to sound like. It sounds tighter, actually. Cassette. Looking back, what I chew, getting old, feeling low. Life's got colder. Yeah, got to go.
Lots of fields in Iowa. In our car trips, where every day we saw plenty of fields. Now we're on our way to Uncle Bob's. He allowed me to use his gun to shoot dinner. There's Cousin Clem. He's grabbing a juicy goosey. Grandpa Gustav's. John didn't catch any, but he did catch a nice bass. He fried delicious catfish, yeah, which we caught that very afternoon. Look at all that good fish. It was all so delicious. It was most fun when Aunt Wilda took us all to the carnival. I've been to carnivals before, but this one was fun. We met all types of people at the carnival. There were lots and lots of rides that go around and up and down. I didn't feel too good after a lot of them, but I, I met a lot of people. Hi. Hi. Can I get a hot dog, please? Sure can. You aren't taking pictures, are you? No, it's off. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Brenda from Midwest Concessions. <laughs> May I help you? No. After that, I didn't feel like getting back into the car. But we met lots more people. Like this band. So many interesting and fun people on my trip to Iowa. I had lots and lots of fun. There was an old lady who lived in a shoe. Today is Uncle Jim's birthday, and she knows what to do. She's bought him a gift the children admire. It's a home smoke detector. To protect him from fire. So rushing right over, they tippy-toe in and give him his present. 
in choosing the right gift, the old lady knew just what to do. Do you? Have you lost your head? That's what I'm trying to avoid, my friend. But, Vince, if we don't belly up to the bullseye, how else can we prove that safety belts save lives? Oh, it ain't working, Larry. Nobody's listening. Sure they are. Look at them. They're buckled up. Hey. Them, too. So, maybe eating all these dashboard hors d'oeuvres is worth it. For sure. Hey, let's head back. Hey, buddy, I didn't know you knew how to drive. Drive? Drive? Whoa! You could learn a lot from a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. Meadowlands Showcase Presents is a show featuring upcoming artists, including musicians, directors, and writers. If you'd like more information, just write us at this address. Hey, that's a nice dog you got there. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right, right. Uh, uh, we kind of, we're kind of like, like working on a, working a type of music. Type of we're, music. We're, trying we're, to, we're trying to mix some of the mix 50s, some of the 50s uh, type uh, sounds type along, sounds with, the along with the new wave type type. Uh, uh, maybe we're gonna try to mix some metal in there. Metal in there. Metal guitar player right now. Yeah, we're gonna try. We're gonna experiment with that type of sound. You know that that those four different types of sounds and uh, we'll see what we come up with. We might come up with something totally different or something that sounds like everybody else's stuff. Uh, they kind of, the society kind of uh, tries to gear you towards a way that you want, that they want you to live. But what, it, what he's trying to say in this song is that, uh, that you should like you know, live your life your own way. You should do things your own way. You know, if you don't like doing something, then don't do it. It's as simple as that, you know? i 
pick up that phone, boy. Pick it up. Have some turkey, boy. No turkey allowed. Please, have some food. Food? Ooh, toast. Some appropriate music would be nice. Some appropriate music would be nice. Look at him eat his toast like a good boy. Boy? A penny saved is a penny earned, boy. Hello, this is Hermic Hamlick. This is a new video from Rousing New Brand Vodvero. I'm going to show you a very good video called Got the Best of Me. And it goes a little bit, well, just a little bit like this. So here we go with Vero. Every single song. Is a participation from everybody in the band. No matter what song we have, that song would not sound the way it does if one of the members wasn't in there. Yep. Here, 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 here. America, America. He comes down with an idea, or him, or me, or him, or him, or Gene. Gene comes up with great ideas sometimes. I'm telling you, does. Okay. But whoever does. Who, who's that one? Whose particular idea was it for this song? Anyone? Who um, came up with the idea? Well, the lyrics, I, I came up Well, no, Mark actually came up with the best of me. My Uncle Ernie. The lyrics. Uncle My Uncle Ernie. Ernie. Uncle Ernie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we handed it down to us. Yeah. Well, this, this is a song you came up with a while ago, right? Yeah. And then we just, like, reworked it. We reworked it as a band. So, renovated it. Here it is. This song, no, this no. song is a tribute to Uncle Ernie. Yeah, Uncle Ernie.
Thank you for joining us on Meadowlands Showcase Presents. We'll see you next month. Thanks for joining us this time. Thanks for joining us this time on a Meadowlands Showcase Presents. Or thank you for joining us on a Meadowlands Showcase. Thank you for joining us and see you next time on a Meadowlands Showcase Presents. Thank you for joining us and see you next time on Meadowlands Cables Presents. Thank you for joining us and see you next time on Meadowlands Showcase Presents. Depressed. Great. <laughs> Dragging me down. Uh, now what? Just notifications from my banks that my account balance is low. Well, that's my wife bad. Bought the kids to pick up CVS and probably bought a hundred dollars. <laughs>